Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, it's another fan episode. This week, we're going to be discussing uh, a couple topics with the fan base. And uh, we'll be talking about Becky Hammond. We haven't really got the pulse of the fan base when it comes to her um, ultimate departure. She will be leaving the Spurs after the season to join the WNBA, Las Vegas Aces. What do Spurs fans feel about that? Are they upset? Are they happy for her? Where do they stand? Also, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, you know, ahead of that Philadelphia game, hadn't been playing very well. Are Spurs fans kind of tuning out on Lonnie Walker? Do that, I am joined by Spurs fan Cam McClure on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. Cam, it's been too long. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always excited to uh, do one of these fan episodes with you. Uh, love all your commentary about the Spurs. So very happy to, you know, help you all out, lend my, uh, lend my opinion for the fans. Are you ready to represent the fan base right now? Absolutely. He's born ready. He's born ready, everybody. Listen to that confidence. We like that here on Locked On Spurs. And uh, before we dive into it, make sure to follow Cam on uh, Twitter. You'll get all your Spurs fan uh, takes and much, much more at DangerATX. Do it right now. Uh, uh, Cam, it, it's been some time already. The dust is already settled. Uh, everybody knows that Becky Hammond will be uh, taking her talents to Las Vegas to be the next head coach for the Aces out there. Uh, you know, where did Spurs fans land when this news hit? Where did they? How did they see this? How did they view this news? Upset, bittersweet. Just what was the pulse of the fan base? Oh, Jeff, I think you nailed it with bittersweet. You know, when I first saw all the reporting coming down that. Um, uh, Coach Hammond had decided to accept the head coaching job. You know, I was just waiting to see, you know, which NBA franchise was the <laughs> team that finally right. finally secured this, uh, this basically this all-star coach that the Spurs um, have had on their sidelines for so long. So when I saw that she was going to the Aces, it, it was bittersweet because I think me, along with all the other Spurs fans, were just waiting for her to take uh, Coach Popovich's position. I just think maybe their timelines didn't line up, but, you know, she's been interviewing with a couple of head coaches. I was expecting her, you know, to leave here soon if she didn't get her shot with head coaching the Spurs. So it is a shame to see her going, but it's nice that she's staying, you know, quote unquote Spurs family going to the Aces. Uh, you know, they were here in San Antonio, so it's good to see that she's going to get her head coaching opportunity. She more than deserves it um, across any basketball mm-hmm. league. It's just, you know, a bit of a shame that, it wasn't the San Antonio Spurs that are going to benefit from her. You know, I look at this uh, news and look, I mean, I'm happy for her. Uh, good for her. She's going back to her roots. She's going to bring all that knowledge from San Antonio to mm-hmm. Las Vegas. And that's great. Uh, she pretty much all but hinted that that was going to happen ahead of the news. I don't know if you caught that interview she did with ESPN W where she all but said, don't be surprised if I go back to the WNBA. And then sure enough, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. But Cam, Looking looking at the big picture, I want to get your thoughts on this as well as the fan thoughts on this. This is not the first time we've seen an assistant coach that many pegged as the next to take their talents and go elsewhere. We've seen it with Becky Hammond. We've seen it with Will Hardy. We've seen it with uh, Coach Budenhoser. We've seen it Mm -hmm. with uh, Ettore Messina. We've seen this a lot. Now, maybe you can forgive a guy like Brett Brown and and Budenhoser because Pop was in the thick of things. That was the prime pop. You know, that was a big three error. Of course, he's not going to leave. 
But are these little coaching exits a sign that maybe the Spurs fans are looking at Popovich as, you know, holding back some of this talent? Because we don't know where he stands. We don't know if he's going to retire. We don't know if and when he's going to retire. And seeing the this brain trust just leave San Antonio, in this case, Becky Hammond, to Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, so every time the Spurs assistant coach leaves for their head coaching opportunity, I mean, I think it's easier to list the uh, NBA franchises that don't have Greg Popovich's fingers on it than it is to list the ones that do. His coaching tree is just incredible across the league. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It, it does yeah. always – yeah, it does always sort of leave this sort of vacuum of, because, you know, we are as a franchise and the fans all know we are going to have to move on from the Popovich era. We've moved on from the big three era. And it just seems like every time we have our hearts set on the next person to take up the coaching mantle, they do end up taking another head coaching position while Greg Popovich still calls the shots for the San Antonio Spurs. So, you know, like you mentioned early on, it felt fine. Pop still had the big three. We were cruising the playoffs. You know, every year it was pretty much a guaranteed to see the Spurs there. It's just now, you know, with the departure of Becky, I genuinely don't know who the next person to sort of hope takes over the uh, Spurs coaching position once Pop leaves, because that is going to happen soon. It always seems like, you know, this year is the year that Pop maybe hangs it up. Um, But, you know, he just keeps coming back. He keeps you know, finding reasons, something to entice him to come back. You know, it was, you know, Tim Duncan's final year. Then it was Tony Parker's, Ginobili's. Now it's, you know, this youth movement that seems to have inspired a lot of youth in Popovich himself too, to sort of stay on again, to see where this goes. He's got a lot of really great potential on the team. It's just, yeah, it's sort of hard to see now where, you know, what, is the path that lies ahead. It's always a nice comforting feeling as a fan to, you know, anytime pop, you know, gets kicked out of a game or something, we've got that next in right. line, whether it was coach Bud, mm-hmm. whether it was, uh, um, Missouri or whether it was uh, Becky, you know, and now we don't have that. And so it does feel cause a little anxiety about, you know, well, we rarely miss on any sort of coaching hires and we've hit it out of the park because, you know, the past three big time assistant coaches are now leading their own franchises. Um, but where do we as Spurs fans, what do we look to next? You know, who's the next uh, assistant coach that we can sort of confidently say, well, it's, you know, whether or not we have pop doesn't matter because we have this other all-star basketball mind. Um, so it does cause a little anxiety. Uh, you know, as a fan, I was just, fully ready for to see Becky with the clipboard uh, leading the Spurs next year at the earliest. And I don't think mm-hmm. I'm alone in thinking that. I, you know, I, I do you, did Spur, let me rewind the rewind a little bit here. Do Spurs fans see the departure as Becky as just a sign that pop isn't going anywhere? I think that's pretty much what we have to do with reading in between the lines. You know, pop has definitely earned the right to determine his career path at this point, you know, he's gone from being one game away from being fired from the head coaching job when he just got on to, you know, a five-time NBA championship, multiple coaches of the years. Like, his, you know, you can't like put any sort of uh, bad news on his career. It's too established. Um, I do think though, like when you have these young head uh, assistant coaches with Becky, you know, with the other ones that have, 
seen success. She won the Las Vegas Summer League, what, like, like five years ago. So it's like she's got a championship right, already yeah. under her belt as a head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to start wondering, well, when is my turn to, you know, take the reins? When's my call up? And, you know, she had been interviewing with other head coaching positions. So it wasn't like she was keeping it from the team that she was looking for the next promotion or the next step in her career. Um, it is just a shame to see, you know, like, well, we didn't get it. And that's probably because they had an honest conversation, her and Pop, to discuss, you know, what is your timeline, uh, Coach Popovich, versus her timeline, Coach Hammond, and how they were sort of, you know, I think if Pop has always been honest, he's never hidden anything from the team or from the fans. So I do think, you know, she made the best decision for her career trajectory. Um, and Pop didn't try to hide anything from her. I do think he, stays on for you know at least another year now I think honestly I think if he had already gotten the uh, most wins as a head coach record by now it probably would have been a different conversation something tells me he's really (laughs) holding on to try and get that number one spot win yeah for for me I just think of this as a sign of uh, you know pop may have one more year under his belt to go and also too, look I mean if the offer that Las Vegas offered mm-hmm. Becky, you know, it was too good to pass up. Yeah, you can't blame her. You know, go get paid. You got a family. You know, she has she has kids. She has a wife. She has, you know, family, you know, to worry about. And hey, nothing wrong with Las Vegas. Nothing wrong going there. San Antonio, mm-hmm. Las Vegas. You know, that that's that's all right with me. You know, I've been to Vegas. You've been to Vegas. We all know it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, you just look at the Spurs situation now, like who do they turn to? What do Spurs fans think they're going to turn to? Do you think they're going to stay within the family if and whenever Popovich says, you know, adios, I'm done? Uh, do you think they might go outside the family, bring in the college rank, maybe bring a former uh, Spurs assistant coach, you know, Mike Brown, Britt Brown? Where do you think the Spurs will go? Spurs fans, you've been hearing me tell you about price picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If not, now's the perfect time. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users. Users get $50 free if a player in your Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right, this is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans only using code NBA. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projections, and you go in up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Look, Price Picks also allows mixed sports entries. Take the over on Embiid, combine with the under on Rodgers, and it's the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. And you pick two to five players and an over and under for their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And once again, it's just you versus the projected numbers. Go to pricepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 free if their first price pick entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA Get $50 free if your first price pick entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Um, I do think that they turn to the coaching tree that their organization and pop has built throughout the entire NBA. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to maybe poach a different head coach that rose up through the ranks, if they could go, you know, get uh, Coach Bud from Milwaukee. I mean, I know he just won a championship, so that'll probably be like (laughs) sort of a pie-in-the-sky ask right now. Um, And it's really just got to depend on timing. Like, does Pop announce it at the end of this year? Does Pop announce at the end of next year, which is sort of how I feel? I feel like, you know, he's going to put this one under his belt and at least go on, come back for one more. But outside of two years, I really don't have a whole lot of predictions that I can confidently say the Spurs front office makes to replace Greg Popovich. Every time we've had one, you know, they've been taken from us uh, while Pop has still felt in his prime, while he's still, you know, making playoffs and such. So um, to me, you know, you just go with what you know, and I would hope to see back, you know, one of those people that have held the clipboard on the sidelines for us in the past, uh, Becky, Bud, or um, the coach with the Celtics now. Um, I'm blanking on Oh, Ime Yudoka. Yeah, Yudoka. You know, I would love to see one of them come back because, you know, they know the organization, they know our culture, the city already has love for them. The players, most importantly, know their coaching style and have got, you know, played underneath them, gotten wins with them at the helm. And so I just think that would be the easiest transition. But as far as what the Spurs fans can think now with the departure of Becky, I, I don't think we have a whole lot of, uh, solid predictions for each half. We're talking with Cam McClure on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. Were you the fan? Get to chime in on a couple of topics regarding the silver and black. And right now we're talking about Becky Hammond's departure. You know, just to kind of put a bow on this segment here, you know, overall, it feels like Spurs fans were very happy for her, a little bummed out. It didn't happen in San Antonio. Nevertheless, hey, the door for her to still come back to the NBA is not shut. You know, I think Spurs fans got to keep that in mind. It's not shut. You know, in my opinion, I thought that was probably her best path to landing a uh, NBA job is to go get head coaching experience. I even said, Cam, you know, that I thought maybe she should take her talents to the G League, you know, Mm. be a head coach for a G League uh, for a while. And then, you know, uh, come back to the Spurs bench or, you know, feel out any empty um, spots. Uh, at least as far as jobs are concerned in the NBA, but we got to keep in mind, there's only 30 NBA jobs for the head coaching yep. spots. You know, that that's tough. Look how long it took Ime. You know, do Spurs fans understand that, you know, like it was, I guess for lack of a, a words, it wasn't anything personal. It's just, it's just tough to get an NBA head coaching job. Yeah, exactly. It's not easy. I mean, we all, I, when coach Bud was, uh, took the, his uh, talents to Milwaukee, I fully expected that. I mean, I believe, think he was undefeated as his, you know, quote unquote, head coaching opportunities for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime he got a hold of the clipboard due to an ejection or pop missing a game, they were like, think up to like 35 and 0 under his, whenever he got that opportunity. And so people, for, I don't know if anybody remembers, but his n- name was about to be a, a curse word in Milwaukee until as little as two years ago when he finally was able to win the championship. You know, it's just, uh, it's not something that's easy to do to get that head coaching position. And I, you know, I do agree with you very much. So I think once Becky gets one, two, three seasons as a head coach of any franchise, you know, on her resume, then I can start seeing her maybe wanting to branch out, come back to the NBA, see, you know, what opportunities are there. And, you know, Aces and San Antonio aren't strangers to each other. So who knows if, 
she wants to come back and maybe maybe get another offer first uh the head coaching job for spurs a little bit down the road it is are you going to be getting a uh, becky hammond jersey you know maybe gonna be a vegas jersey you know kind of like make it tailor-made because you know you can make custom jerseys now you know right, is, right. Is cam is cam gonna get himself the becky hammond vegas jersey well, I got to see what the style looks like first. I mean, I've got uh, I've got the vintage silver and black for Duncan. I've got the uh, the Fiesta colors for Murray now. So you know, might not might not be too bad adding adding an Aces jersey in there as long as it goes with the team. There you go. It sounds like you got you you uh, like jerseys there. What else you got in your closet? Well, uh, so I've got the Fiesta and the Duncan. So those are my only two Spurs jerseys. I also have a lot of the old T-shirts. Uh, my favorite Spurs piece of apparel is when they had the Los Spurs logo for a little bit. Uh, it was uh, many years ago, but that's one of my favorite shirts. And uh, to go along with the Fiesta jersey, I got the Fiesta shorts as well. And I mean, I just love wearing those around. They're just looking so fresh and so clean. Make sure to follow up Cam on Twitter at DangerATX. Now let's talk about uh, another. Let's talk about a current Spur uh, on the court. That is. As Lonnie Walker, look, he did himself a pretty good game versus uh, the Sixers. You know, mm-hmm. knocked down some threes, you know, kept the Spurs, you know, within striking distance. Unfortunately, he didn't go the Spurs' way. Nevertheless, in the second half, he really came on. Okay, great. But ahead of that game, Cam, he was in another Lonnie Walker slump. You know, wasn't really giving much offensively, really wasn't giving much defensively, wasn't attacking the rim, going to the free throw line. He kind of looked like lost out there you know again to his credit he did have a good game versus philly but here we go again lonnie being inconsistent camp how are spurs fans feeling about lonnie and his future in san antonio well how i feel about lonnie and i'm i wonder if this is i'm pretty sure this is most fans as well is you know we were so high on him when he first entered uh onto the spurs roster you know he had his super noticeable hair when he was on the court. He brought, you know, again, just another in like injection of that youthful energy that we were building towards, you know, with um, Keldon Johnson and with the John Murray, he was just, he seemed to be like that third cog in this youth uh, movement that we were building. And his first season, you know, he really surprised me. He was aggressive, you know, yeah, he, you know, he looked a little lost at times, especially on defense, but he could still, you know, explode for like a 17 point quarter if you needed him to like great sort of potential. And then, you know, as we've gotten more and more data on him, seen more and more games, it just sort of seems like, Oh, that might not have just been a first season sort of like peaks and valleys. Like you mentioned slumps and highs. It might just be sort of his style as a player. You know, when he is on, there's few people better than him on the court. He has so much energy. And when that shot is falling, he's a genuine threat. It is where he seems to really trip himself up and start his slide is on the defensive end. He, you know, he's got the length. It just might not have just sort of the quickness in his decision-making on that. You know, he can get lost in the pick and roll. He can sort of lose his man a little bit, leave open for a three-pointer when he's trying to help provide some help defense. Um, And so, like, I think it's going on like three years now he's been on the team. It's just sort of like we've been waiting for that breakout season, that next step of averaging 17 points a game. Um, And it's just not fair. And that is a little worrisome because I I think all fans were expecting, 
him, Derek White, Kelvin Johnson, and DeJounte Murray to be, you know, like these four amigos, these four musketeers out there on the court, just all energy all the time. You know, maybe one person's not as, you know, off their shot a little bit. They would just sort of help bring, pick up the slack. And it just seems like Lonnie really does struggle if, you know, a Derek White shot isn't falling. You can't really rely on Lonnie Walker's shot to sort of pick up that slack right now. And that's a bit concerning, especially when I, you know, me personally as a fan, I have really high expectations for Lonnie. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, bet online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. He was, um, you know, a very high pick for the Spurs. I believe he was, what, 15? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. He was was one of our first rounders. Yeah, very high pick. Uh, You know, an athletic freak. You know, looked like... um, you know, the prototypical NBA player can do it all, swing guy, play a little bit of the point, you know, attack the rim. Everything was going good for him, you know, and gets the Austin Spurs treatment, good for him. You know, a little setback early in his career. I think he hurt his leg or his knee. You know, he didn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't come back. But nevertheless, here he is now. The youth movement is on. No more excuse. Tomorrow ahead of you, Lonnie. Exactly. days ahead of you. You know, here you go. And look, I mean, his numbers are, yes, you know, higher than last year. Uh, I mean, it's marginal, but he's banking on himself. You know, he, the Spurs and Lonnie didn't re up. He's going to enter restricted free agency. Do you think he's playing himself out of a contract right now, whether it be in San Antonio or elsewhere? Right now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to say he isn't playing himself out of a contract. I think, you know, he did bet on himself and I can see it when he's out there, you know, he's like, he's playing with confidence. It's just, you're not seeing that confidence show up in the stat sheet. You know, there's no sort of like analytics stat for confidence <laughs> when you're, right. when you're looking at, yeah. at NBA performance and like, you know, he catches and shoots really well. He drives really confidently, but he, it's that finish, you know, does the ball go in the basket? Does he, you know, get those steals up or does he like how many offensive rebounds and then those departments those like those tiny things that really help the team uh pull out those really gutsy grinded out wins you know you don't really see Lonnie eye popping um like he has in the past you know he does perform better in the second half than he does in the first half so it sounds like it takes him a little bit you know get in the groove but even that's really dangerous with you know as much experience as the NBA he should really from the jump be in the groove and understand his role in each game. And it just sometimes he's like, he goes out there and he knows that he's going to play the guard position. Well, okay. With his talents, shouldn't you be able to sort of play like sort of a multi guard position, like sort of like, you know, NBA's going to that positionless basketball and it seems like he gets stuck in a role 
and it's really hard for him to sort of find a groove to get him out of that role. You know, like if he's catching and shooting, then that's what he's doing for the rest of the game. If he's sort of setting up his teammates with assists, that's what he's sort of doing for the entire game. He doesn't have this sort of flow to him that you see with like DeJounte Murray or to like a lesser extent with Derek White. Like if Derek White shot in the falling, he knows he's going to go down there and grab a charge, you know, sacrifice his body, really force the other team to score on him, even if he can't score. And then, you know, it's just hard to see Lonnie sort of have that mentality where it's like, okay, my shot isn't here today. Well, I'm just going to be a pest on defense. I'm going to be everywhere. He's just like, well, my shot isn't falling. And I know that this is my man to guard on D. So that's all I'll do. And that's sort of the thing you need to see him sort of get past, I think, to where he's really been able to like get into the flow sooner of the game. Yeah. It feels like if his three shot is not falling or his outside shot, he, he, he tends to like kind of disappear. You know, now disappear, look here. Exactly. Yeah. Now look, you know, you know, when he has games, he definitely has games. That's the jazz. When he got the game winner over mm-hmm. Gobert uh, as Sixers, you know, he led the team uh, from a, co- for a comeback, at least late in the game, just not enough collectively for the Spurs, not just Lonnie, you know, to get over the hump. Uh, nevertheless, do you think Spurs fans will be surprised if he stays in San Antonio or do you think they'd be, yeah. Like, how do you think, the vibe would be among the Spurs fans if he ends up staying after the season. I think if he ends up staying, re-signing with the Spurs, I'll be fine with that. I just want to see him make that, you know, that, that what is it, like the third-year leap? I mean, it'll yeah. probably be his fourth year now. But, you know, we've seen you know, Derek White. He's, when he takes the court, he knows his role. And if he happens to find that his three ball is, hot tonight he'll take those threes like he's got that fluidity mindset that the nba requires where it's like hey if you find out that tonight is your night for this particular skill feed that skill let's do it i mean Dejounte murray man can do no wrong this season he's in the groove yeah um it's just with lonnie and especially with lonnie on the bench where like we're really struggling right now this season is our bench play it's like we need him just anchor that bench and be like listen you guys have 15 points in me every night you got it and he yeah, can and do that like mm-hmm, go ahead yeah you, you know we look at some of his uh, past games now like again you know played well versus the philadelphia 76ers 14 points two rebounds two assists made a couple threes great but uh, before that game you have 18 minutes five points one steal two assists one rebound mm-hmm. against brooklyn brings oklahoma city thunder three points two assists one block, two steals. All right, may help that a little bit on defensive end, but 0 for 4 from the three line goes to the free throw line just twice. Didn't go to the free throw line at all uh, versus uh, Brooklyn. So, look, and I, I guess there's a lot of expectations for Lonnie because, again, you know, he's been in the system for four years now. You're seeing guys in his class, well, this is Spurs class, though, DeJounte take that leap. Devin Vassell early in his career already showing that he can do a mm-hmm. lot more than Lonnie can. And, uh, you know, Josh Primo's looking like he might be a gem for the Spurs if he gets NBA burn. So, uh, and you're seeing, um, you know, other guys looking like to be more impactful on the court. Trey Jones, uh, uh, second rounder, like really can control the uh, the game, really is a point guard by definition. So, all in all, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of uh, expectation from Lonnie's because I think Spurs fans want him to succeed. They want him to be that 
that gem for the Spurs. They want him to uh, prove the naysayers wrong and be this offensive and defensive threat, this two-way player that the Spurs need. And they see that in him. I think that's where a lot of the heavy criticism on Lonnie from the Spurs fan base is just expectations. You think they were always were high expectations or, you know, sufficient expectations because of where he was drafted and where he is at this point in his career. I I don't think as a Spurs fan and just from the, my fellow fans that we've talked to, I, it is a little bit of disappointment because we see the Lonnie that we as fans are dying to see every night on that court and I think you know we got the true taste of it I can't remember the season but he had that 17 point quarter against fourth quarter I remember that yeah powered us to the win over you know our you know big in in state rival and that Lonnie that just that that fearless relentless charging to the basket and just getting where he wants to be picking his spots having that shot fall I mean, he showed us that it's there. It's in. It, he has the ability to put on those kind of performances. It's just like, can we rely on that average? You know, where is he when he regresses to the mean? Because, you know, it's one thing to have a 17-point quarter, quarter prepare, propel your team to the win. But, you know, what is it when, you know, DeJounte's having his game, but it's still a close game? Are you able to give us just those – nice guaranteed 15 points that you know can take some of the load off from our starters can really help push us when we need it so that you know teams don't go on these runs with us can Lonnie get in there and just sort of like get a quick shot get you know make a quick drive to the basket or you know just make a good defensive play where he get you know gets a steal fast break for a slam dunk or something like that we've seen him do all these things it's just you know when a player doesn't consistently perform that way you just don't know. It, it you know zaps your confidence when you see him on the court. It's just which Lonnie's going to show up for tonight's game. Is it going to be, you know, this central piece that we need, Lonnie, or is it going to be, you know, the pedestrian Lonnie that, yeah, goes for, you know, five of 15 for the night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations on Lonnie. There's, um, you know, a lot of expectation on himself to play well because whether it's in San Antonio or elsewhere, you know, He's playing for a contract. It's a contract year for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, as of right now, looks like, um, you know, things might get interesting for his future, whether it be in San Antonio or us, or or even just getting a payday, you know, because, you know, if he wants to prove that he's worthy of a, a spike in pay next season, you know, as of right now, he hasn't really shown that much progression in his game. But we'll see. You know, there's still a lot of basketball to play left in this season. Maybe a, possibly a play-in game. Who knows? We'll definitely have eyes on Lonnie as this season goes on. As the Spurs fans are definitely keeping an eye on him and his uh, play this season. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Becky Hammond uh, packing her bags for Las Vegas? Bittersweet. How do you feel about her not becoming the next head coach in San Antonio? And what do you think about Lonnie Walker? and his play this season, and if the Spurs are going to give him a deal or will he go elsewhere? It could be, it's interesting, uh, Cam. We could possibly be seeing the final season of Lonnie in a Spurs uniform right now. This yeah, could be that, it. That's yeah. wild to think about. <laughs> that's just crazy, yeah, that this could be it for him because just to remind everybody, he is a restricted free agent, so another team can come and get him if the if the, if the numbers are right. San Antonio doesn't have to match. They can say, okay, Lonnie, see ya. Good luck to you. So 
yeah, interesting. But, you know, kind of a ripple effect of that is it does free up time for some guy named Primo there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Spurs fans will <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> Spurs fans would definitely love that. Uh, and also... Get a hold of Cam. He represented you on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, the fan base. Cam, tell everybody how they can chat with you and what to expect. Oh, yeah. I'm always uh, sharing and tweeting as much Spurs news as I can on Twitter. My handle is at DangerATX. I give a big follow to Jeff. He constantly is sharing the stats and the great articles that I use to stay updated and informed about my favorite franchise. There you go. Give Cam a follow. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. So the uh, Spurs and Rockets are going to hook up later on tonight. Go check out Lockdown Rockets. See what's going on on their in their neck of the woods ahead of the game. So for Cam McClure, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. Mm-hmm.